0: Welcome to Late Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Chris and Charles. Hello. Hello. How's it going?
1: Splendidly. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I've slid too far down in this chair, and I'm going to really struggle to get back up. So if there's some (laughs) grunting noises later that have no, like, source, it's me trying to sit back up. Because I'm almost horizontal.
0: You are... um, What you're saying is you're struggling as a pregnant person would struggle to sit back. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Just checking. So I realized on yesterday's episode, and I don't regret this at all, and I truly don't care if we were the only ones who enjoyed it. We spent the entire pop culture section talking about The Haunting of Hill House, (laughs) which I could spend another pop culture section talking about. But I wanted to ask you guys about other recommendations you might have, stuff you've been watching, reading, or listening to that you think others would enjoy.
1: Can I go super specific? Of course, always. Episode two of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Ooh. In case you watched the first one like I did and went, I desperately want to love you, but you won't let me in. Because <laughs> yes. it is too dense. There is too much. And I got to the end of that first episode and went, oh. Maybe this is not for me. Charles
0: was talking about it with me. And my favorite thing you told me about the new series is you were like, they very like specifically worship Satan. (laughs) And I was like, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) That is, that is kind of cool. But it, it makes like it makes sense why the CW is like
0: no, <laughs> it's it's too much. Yeah, I'm sure that was like the number one note. Like too much devil stuff. Like you specifically say we love Satan.
1: Could you refer to a dark power without sa- no no we say we Satan are and
0: shouting the dark out the S man. Yeah, yeah,
2: a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, how far have you gotten? I now finished episode two. Oh, okay. I'm up to like five. But the the amount of times that. Uh, Aunt Zelda specifically is like, ah, thanks Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, like <laughs> something easily could have cut, and they yeah. were like, "Go fuck yourself, go CW." Fuck
2: like she, her specifically, she's like of of the family. She's like the more dedicated. Yeah,
0: I wonder if they like added religion. more once they realized they weren't going to be on the CW, <laughs> and they're like, "Let's just go balls to the wall with this." Yeah, well, that's yeah. The, it's
2: like it's obviously not going to be anything close to the original Sabrina. Um, it's not like point and shoot magic. Uh, it's very like conjuring, sure, and a lot of like spells and like waiting for things to happen. That's it's a like big change. Instantaneous yeah. magic, um, which I feel like is a little bit more authentic. Not How
0: do uh, you feel about oh, what's her name? Mad uh, Madman. Sabrina. Sabrina. Um, that actress. Oh, I feel so bad. Canon Shipka? Yes, thank Blows you. Blows my
1: fucking mind. Okay, <laughs>
0: I love her, but she's very divisive. How? How? I know. So, she has a kind of flat delivery in her acting. And... Mm, People who I think, so when she was in Mad Men, she was like this great surprise because they cast her so young. Right. And then as she got older and older, the writers figured out like, oh, she can actually act. So they started like developing her character more. Yes. By the end of it, she was like a major character in the series. She was like this wonderful surprise. Everyone loved her. But I think they thought part of her delivery was like a stylistic choice for the character. I think that's just how she speaks.
1: I think so too. And
0: I like it. It doesn't distract me at all. Just
1: yeah. yesterday's yesterday's show, we were talking about Harry Potter, and I didn't like the first movie right. because I don't give a shit about kids right. in in uh, fiction, in sure. kid actors, kid characters. Sure, I bloody loved her character in Mad Men because she was one like, of the only children characters I've ever. I really... think
0: as a person, she she has this sort of like. Um, old soul feel to her Yes. and I love that in child actors like she never played cutesy she never like no and also the way they wrote her character she was like a very well-written sophisticated character especially yep. towards the end of the series um I like that about her she's I ne-
1: yeah I think she's wonderful yeah. and I think you throw her she's real she's real but you throw her into a tv series that also has Miranda Otto mm-hmm and Michelle Gomez in it. Sure. And she just stands toe-to-toe with them. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Michelle Gomez, admittedly, has slightly handicapped because she doesn't get to use her regular Scottish accent, which upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still Michelle Gomez, so that's fine. I right, love everything right, about her. Right. I do
2: think that by because uh by like episode five, uh I think I still think that she's doing great, but the character of Sabrina is starting to grade on me a little bit. Mm. Okay. Um Just because I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, we're doing this again. uh, Oh, so it's, like, redundant? uh, I don't really want to give away spoilers, but for her character... Please don't. Her character is just very... And at first, I'm like, yeah. like She's, like, not dealing with anyone's shit, and she's doing whatever she wants. I'm like, good for you. Mm -hmm. And by episode five, I'm like, you're still just, like... No matter what someone says to you, you just do the opposite. So she's a teenager. Yeah.
0: She's being a teenager.
2: I guess. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, hmm. if
0: Charles, I guarantee you, if you could see yourself as a teenager, you'd be like, who is this little fucking punk?
2: Oh, no. I would hate myself.
0: Yeah. I would hate myself, too. So. Or Charles
2: yesterday. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever there's a teenage character who's being annoying, I'm like, this is probably just good writing.
2: <laughs> it's not. Because they're it's, nailing it. It's, yeah. not, <laughs> it's not annoying. Because for the most part, I am on her side. I'm just like, but is this your whole character? Sure. Mm. Um, and do you remember that horrible movie Slenderman? Yes. Uh, the girl, the only, the, the other. Jazz. Yeah. Jazz Claire. Jazz Claire is in that. She was the only mm. good thing about Slenderman that I liked besides Joey King. Mm. Um, and when I found out she was in this, I was like, oh, I want to see right. her do more stuff.
0: Right.
2: Does mm-hmm. that mean a sentence? Mm-hmm. She's just good. You like her. Yeah. Yeah, she is good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still have not seen Sabrina. What and is it on again? Netflix. Yeah, I could watch it.
2: You said you're waiting to binge it.
0: Yeah, I forgot it was on Netflix. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: I gotta. So I have no excuse. You know what? I'm like working my way through Shit's Creek, and I the Type A ness of my brain won't let me move on until I finish Shit's Creek. How far are you? Uh, halfway through season three.
2: Uh, season three is is possibly my favorite. It's great. It's yeah, just so a great I show.
0: I just want to live in that universe forever. Absolutely. Like I, like
2: I said the other day, Dan Levy in that show is my style icon. Oh. I want to dress like him. Cutie, cute, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And also I want to kiss him.
0: And it's each eyebrow. (laughs) Very tenderly. He'd be fine with that, right? Mm -hmm. When I meet him, which (laughs) I will. So uh, any other viewing recs?
2: Um hmm. What have i seen recently? I just binged that uh Oh, we saw Halloween.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Halloween was great. Bloody loved it. Mm-hmm.
0: So I really wanted to see Halloween the other day. I like, fucked up scheduling. I had a bunch of time in the city. So I was like, I'll go see a movie. And in order, I was like, I'll see A Star is Born. But there was no good time to go see it. Uh, or I would have had to miss like evening plans. And then I was like, I'll watch Halloween. But it was too long. So I ended up seeing First Man. <laughs> Uh, it's fine, whatever. But Halloween, talk about Halloween.
2: Uh, it's, it, I, so do you know the, like, the, the, s- the history of the sequels and mythology, stuff? Mythology?
0: Yeah. Um, not super well.
2: Okay, well, this one gets rid of all of them, so it doesn't matter. Right, it's like a do-over. It's just, uh, it's starting, starting over. It's just 40 years later.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. There was the nineteen seventy eight Halloween and the 2019 Halloween and everything in between is...
0: I would I very like sporadically see them in the theater. So, mm. and I couldn't even tell you like which ones I had seen and stuff. But I've I've probably seen like two or three.
1: Well, I only saw the original Halloween two weeks ago. Oh, okay, and then a week later saw uh, the sequel. Um, How did
0: you like the original?
1: Oh, I loved it, mm. and I didn't. We talked about this in the show. We did an episode on it of uh, Dirty Little Horror. What,
0: dirty Little Horror. I was just going to have you plug your show, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and in which I talked about the fact that. I didn't even like it in the context of being an older classic horror film. I just liked it. I liked this 78 movie in 2018. It's so well made. And then this uh, 2018 version, oh, it's just magic.
0: You're the second person I've talked to this week who saw the original Halloween for the first time. Yep. A friend of mine was talking uh, with me about how she just saw it with her boyfriend, and she was like, I know this is going to sound dumb, but I was watching it. And I was like, wow, this is where so many classic horror movie tropes come yes. from. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. This movie. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Same. Um, yeah. And I will watch Jamie Lee Curtis in literally anything. Right. Anything. anything. She's anything. great. She's the best. If, if you can get me a YouTube playlist of those yogurt commercials, I'll watch those too. <laughs> like, I love everything she's in. I. Activia. Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has become like even more precious to me recently because there are like a few older Hollywood actresses who, in my mind, are like untouchable. Jamie Lee is one of them, but also Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. But Sigourney Weaver this week just said that she would work with Roman Polanski, oh.
2: and I was like, "There
0: yeah. she goes. There goes that hero." Uh, yeah, uh,
1: I know. I know your pain. Uh, Kate Blanchett recently said that she would really defend Woody um, Allen. Well, she refuses to denounce him, yes. But yeah. uh, no, when asked broadly about uh, straight people playing LGBTQ <sighs> roles, yeah. was like she would defend to the death the right for artists to play other than who they are, which I get she's doing it in a broader context. Yeah. But in answer to that specific question, time no, and place, Blanchett. Not good, not good. Yeah. So I feel your pain. Yeah. And yes, let's put Jamie Lee Curtis in there for a bit. That's
2: She's the, one of the only reasons that I watched um, Screen Queens.
0: Oh, I tried. I tried to watch Scream Queens. Ryan Murphy wrote that one, right? Mm-hmm. Oof. I, I don't heard. like when he writes things. Let's uh, just watch
1: A Fish Called Wanda and Fierce <laughs> Creatures and True Lies on a
2: Loop.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so th- those oh my three God. things over and over I and over. I would on. go oh. to that party.
2: Yeah. Um No yeah, I could only watch because of Jamie Lee Curtis and uh Billy Lord. Everything sure. else was just like uh Emma Uh <sighs> Roberts, Roberts. Emma How do Roberts. you
0: forget? She's Julia Roberts' niece, which yep. is why she gets work. Yep. <laughs>
2: um, it yep. was just like uh, that, that whole show just existed to turn, like to create gifts of Emma Roberts saying something bitchy. Yeah.
0: That's and she did. That's all she did. Literally her one move in everything she said. Yep.
2: Yep. Uh, my
1: favorite thing about Jamie Lee Curtis was recently described by Judy Greer. Okay. who said that she is such an honest, present person who listens to everything and, and queries everything. And the example she used was like, if you say, oh, I really love peanut butter, Jamie Lee Curtis will be like, why? Why do you love peanut butter? And she's like, shit, you've got to back up your answers. You've got to have an answer yeah. to everything. And I love that idea of her being this this kind of older that lady. engaged. Yeah, yeah, that engaged and unwilling to let things, Yeah. like,
0: that th- sounds fascinating. Tell me more about that. I think oh. that's just a sign of being like, intellectually curious and intelligent that you don't just like yes people constantly right you're like, but why, why did you Sh- speak of memes? I love the meme of Jamie Lee Curtis having what looks like the most intense lunch ever. Have you ever seen that? No. She's like eating with this dude and she they're probably yes. literally talking about the weather but yes. she looks so intense in it and people use it for like when you're very like pissed off at someone. Oh, I can't believe I've never <laughs>
1: seen it. Oh, it's, right. good. It's, it's a good crazy. photo series. Yeah. Um, she was interviewed the other day on an Australian TV show that I watched called The Project. And even in that, even on live TV, in a in a you know promoting her film uh, i think the host carrie was like uh look it's been 40 years looking back um uh do you feel like you're a stronger person now than you were like a like a naff question you yes, ask when you're yeah. promoting a horror film and mm. she was literally like i throw that back to you do you feel like wow. a smarter person than you were like are you stronger now than you were and carrie was like yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, def- I definitely am. I definitely am. And Jamie was like, yeah, so yeah, am I. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah, uh. she... Yeah, intellectually curious. is. I just, oh.
2: there are two, I just want to have lunch with her. There are two YouTube videos of Jamie Lee Curtis being interviewed about the... The first one is about the original Halloween, and the second video is about the new one. But it was all done by the same people. And the, the way that she talks about loving the franchise so much and loving her character and understanding who she is. Mm-hmm. By the end of the second one, she's like crying. <sighs> yeah. Because she just, the movie did everything for her. Yeah. So she's always gonna love it, Aww. obviously. Even though she hates horror films. Yep. Wow. But also uh, the other interview where she get, is like screaming at her assistant or something about not being able to wear glasses. Love it.
0: Wait, what happened?
1: Uh, she jovially, because the interviewer sits down and he's wearing glasses yeah. and the video literally starts with her going, he gets to wear glass, and I can't wear... And he's he's like, oh, I'll take them off. She's like, no, no, no. That's it's not the just, point. It's just that I was told that I can't wear them because the light reflects them and then you get to wear them and now That's I feel so old and ugly. And then she funny. gave like <gasps> him and the cameras the finger I love. and then immediately launched into a very pleasant interview. Sure, again. sure. But at first she was like, what the...
2: Yeah, I also love people tone down. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love people who can do that, and it's very clear that they're it's like good natured. Yes, and it's funny. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So, anything else we're watching or reading or listening to music? Any music? Music? Do you know who I just found? Mm -mm. Who is very old news to everyone except me? Perfume Genius.
1: Don't know it. Mm -mm.
0: Really? Oh my God! Uh, Listen to a track they do called Queen. That is. Phenomenal, But apparently they've been like big in the alt scene for a while and I'm like telling everyone and everyone's like, yes, Perfume Genius is great. <laughs> Whatever. I'm late to the party. I like them. Okay. I'm
2: apparently
1: late to the party as well. Uh, I've been listening to the Mean Girls cast recording even though I saw the show
2: months ago.
0: It is very good. Oh my You're God. Welcome. Guys, did you see Ariana Grande singing Wicked?
2: No. Oh. Ah! That aired last night, right?
1: Uh, I saw it. I didn't watch it because, fun story, I've never seen Wicked.
0: Uh, Me either. And
1: have never heard anything beyond popular or Defying Gravity. Me either. Oh, right. Okay, great. So
0: Ariana Grande sings this track I've literally never heard before for a room full of people who are not only dressed like Wizard of Oz characters, they all know every single word and they're like singing along Mm -hmm. with her. So like hardcore Wicked fans because it's the 15 year anniversary of Wicked. So they put on this big live performance where they had like major celebrities uh, or singers sing the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and she sang a track I'd never heard before and she murders it.
2: I wonder if they're going to release it
0: oh god I hope so It's like an album. but here's the thing about Ariana Grande and I just want to shout her out in general um, because she is thriving post breakup good for you yep. but also um, I forget every single time that she has a beast of a voice because mm-hmm. maybe because she's so tiny I don't know why I keep forgetting but she every time she walks out and she absolutely murders whatever song <laughs> she's singing and I, I feel bad that I always forget but Ariana Grande has a great voice
2: well she's like she's a She's a pop singer now, but she got her start on Broadway.
0: So my first thought watching her was I was like, I think at this point being on Broadway is actually a step down for someone like her. But I was like, I don't know. I would love to see Ariana Grande do some kind of Mm -hmm. musical Broadway show because she would destroy it.
2: Um, I had friends who were at the performance when they taped it, and they said that they, they did the entire show twice, just in case anything happen they sure. can edit them together oh, or sure. yeah. do mm-hmm. th- something and Ariana Grande uh, only did one of the performances uh-huh. and at the end when she finished killing uh, The Wizard and I was the song that yes. she did she was like I very much have to leave now and just like gave the mic to someone and ran off stage
0: oh wow yeah wow. I'm
2: assuming like anxiety breakup stuff
0: oh. but she was like
2: I I have to leave. I have oh to leave
0: wow! Right I assume like scheduling stuff. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But she like. They well, said she that didn't she was, need a second take. No, because she fucking killed it.
2: Yeah. Uh, he also said that she was the only one who probably didn't need a second take. <laughs> no,
0: she absolutely didn't. Also, watching the audience react to her initially just being there, walking out, because I don't know if they knew the lineup ahead of time. They look kind of surprised. It was
2: the, it was a it was announced. I well I I. I, I knew who was going to be there, oh, okay. I but they were like slowly know. revealing some people. Like Pentatonix was there, and
0: yeah, and then they definitely didn't know what song she was going to sing. Because when mm-hmm. she started singing, like watching like hardcore Wicked fans freak <laughs> out is so endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they knew all the words, I was like, oh, is this another community that I secretly wanted to be a part of, and I just didn't know it. We should go um, see Wicked. I, I definitely want to see, see Wicked. Should we do it? Yep. Let's do it.
2: Three times.
1: There's an embarrassing story as to why I've never seen Wicked. Mm -hmm. Um, I came here on my first holiday in 2005. And at the time, it no longer had Chenoweth or Menzel in it. Right. And I didn't know how musicals worked. I didn't know how rotating casts worked. I was an idiot. I was a, I was a stupid child. <laughs> and I there were rumours that a movie was going to be made with the original stars. Mm-hmm. So I got on my real stupid high horse and was like, "Ugh, well, I'm not going to see it with some replacement performers. I'll wait for the movie. Thanks. I don't want to watch this stand-in understudy bullshit.
0: Meanwhile... Broadway stand-ins are, like, the greatest singers It was Megan Hilty. Yeah.
2: Megan Hilty and Shoshana Shoshana Bean. Bean, Which is the performance, the first time I saw it, it was... Megan Hilty, Shoshana Bean, and Rue McClanahan was in it.
0: Like, no matter who you see sing in a Broadway show, you'll yeah. be the best singer you've ever heard. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So
1: 10 years later, I'm um, obsessed with Megan Hilty paying through the nose to see her do like a one-off concert mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And that's when I do the math and and count back and realize what I would have seen, who I would have seen if I'd gone. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Wicked since then, even though it was on in Australia. I'm now living in New York for uh, nearly two years because I'm punishing myself because I don't deserve nice things <laughs>
0: well stop punishing yourself Let's oh something you guys should know about me um is whenever i see live music especially the caliber of like a broadway show mm-hmm. as soon as people start singing i instantly cry <gasps> uh so that's just a little something about me because it's like so powerful uh, i like to watch it Can't in person i 100 percent will cry during wicked mm-hmm. at some point uh cried during almost cried during mean girls um For which part oh i forget I forget what song it was, but I, there definitely was a moment where I, I got emotional.
2: During Mean Girls, I cried during World Burn just because the power mm. of that song. I'm just like, yep. I'm overwhelmed by talent. Uh, and SpongeBob,
0: SpongeBob, as soon as she started singing, yep. uh, got like very emotional. <laughs> and especially uh, Chloe did too. Chloe like grabbed Aww. me because <laughs> she yeah. was like, oh my God. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, that was Chloe's first Broadway show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just the, like, uh, that's another thing. Just the experience of hearing people with incredible voices, that many incredible singers live. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think if you've never had that experience before, it's like a physical reaction yes. too like the, the vibrations go through you. Yeah. Um, and it's very moving. I, find. I oh. find that was like one of the only things I liked about church. Oh, oh. yeah.
2: Um, uh, we went and saw garbage this weekend.
0: Oh my god, how did we forget to talk about this? Uh, it was <laughs> For dude two episodes Dude, Shirley is a witch uh, uh, and that is the fully. highest compliment I can give a woman. Uh, she's a witch who walks among us. She looks exactly fucking the same, mm-hmm. which is part of her dark magic. <laughs> um, and Hail Satan. Her voice—you pointed this out to me. Her voice is exactly the same, yep. which is incredible for as long as she's been singing and singing live.
2: Well, not only is it the same as it was when I first heard of them when they came out, or I think their second album. Like her voice sounds like it does on the CD. Yes. Wow. Yeah.
0: Like, and it cuts through.
2: Oh, I cried during that show when, oh. when she did um, "The World Is Not Enough." That's my favorite garbage <gasps> yeah. song. Mine too. I love that yeah. song so much, and I was like.
0: That was a Losing good fucking show.
2: It's also a little bit drunk.
0: Uh, oh, they we were at the King's Theater, and the King's Theater sells canned wine. Oh. And I had, a couple weeks ago, I saw My Favorite Murder there live, mm-hmm. and I had not gotten the canned wine. But that was the drunkest audience I had ever seen. <laughs> First of all, uh, their audience is like 99% female. So it was thousands of the drunkest women I've ever seen. And they kept talking about the fact because it was the canned wine because it's a very small can and then you look at the side and it says this is the equivalent of like two and a half glasses of wine oh wow uh and it was like 12 bucks yeah um So this time around, I was like, I'm trying this fucking canned wine (laughs) and I got drunk so fast.
2: (laughs) Before the show started, me and Allison
0: were like, having a loud conversation. (laughs) I think about the haunting of Hill house and I was screaming because Charles was like telling me these little Easter egg things. And I was like, get the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention the best, uh, the best, uh, fact about this. I was dressed in my Halloween costume. So (laughs) I went as I've heard a variety of different things. Apparently I look like a fortune teller. Because I had a long brown wig on. One of those, like, uh, fortune teller hats. I don't know. What would you call them? Like a turban? Like a turban. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, boho chic, like, flapper dress. And so imagine <laughs> me dressed like that and being very loud and drunk. Amazing. <laughs> about to see garbage. Um, um,
2: I like when the... Because there was a... The opener was really good, too. I forget who they were something.
0: Oh, me too. And I knew I would instantly forget.
2: I have it on my phone somewhere. Yeah. But people didn't really start to show up till... Like we got there when the doors opened, yeah, and the show was supposed to start at eight i did, we did, I didn't know they had an opener,, mm-hmm. and the garbage didn't go until nine, so that's when people really started to show mm-hmm. up, and these two guys who s- came and sat in front of us <laughs> when they're sitting down, turned to Allison they're like, "I like your fortune teller costume and <laughs> Allison just went, hmm.
0: <laughs> I told Charles later on because I was so drunk, I couldn't think of the response, but I should have been like, "What costume yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was so fun. She's great. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you she see... wasn't playing
1: a, a cyborg in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Maybe she just is she one. She is
0: one. That would not surprise me. Mm. She also seems like the best person in the world. Yes. She like several times stopped the show to talk about like how beautiful the theater was. And also she like shouted out the trans community. Mm-hmm. She's the best. Oh,
1: You've never heard a story of her being... Disliked. All no, you've ever heard yeah, no. is stories of other singers or performers in the space as her wanting to be her friend.
0: Well, yeah. her opening act, uh, I wish I knew her name, but she was talking about how rare it is to genuinely like the band you're opening for. Mm-hmm. And that also Shirley's amazing for supporting like women of color and like, uh oh, she's the best. The
2: band was called Rituals of Mine.
0: Rituals of mi- the Mind? Mine. Like mine? Mine. Like mine. I own that. Yes. Rituals of Mine. uh That woman has one of the craziest voices I've ever mm-hmm. heard. Go download The Rituals of Mine.
2: Um, Close to the end of the concert when Shirley was like getting, either right when they were getting ready to do their last number, like during the encore or something, and she just started yelling at the guy in the front who was talking. She's like, you've been talking the whole show. Oh my God, she just (laughs) fully (laughs) called
0: out this guy. Again, in a very charming, funny way, but also I guarantee you that man will never speak again. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. was like the spell she
2: put on him (gasps) in front of all of us.
0: All right, guys, I could talk about her all day, but we should get to the bad news. I'm sorry, it's necessary. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. All right, the big story for the bad news section today is how Trump said he's considering an executive order removing the right to citizenship for babies born in the U.S. to parents who aren't citizens. So this is um, generally called the birthright citizenship. It is a standard law in the United States where it's like we don't punish babies, essentially. We shouldn't punish anyone for being born outside the United States, but... Like, just as a general matter of civility, uh, at one time in the United States, most of us agreed that babies are not guilty of their parents' quote-unquote crimes, a.k.a. coming here without proper documentation. Um, That just didn't count. In fact, we got... um, The consensus was so strong for a while that when Obama was president, um, he uh, uh, supported and signed something called the DREAM Act, which is... And you should be able to go to college, you know? Yes. Um, so now Trump is not only um, proposing reversing a course, he also wants to erase gains we've made to get this far. So um, now, kind of to be a little optimistic, Paul Ryan was on a radio show And weirdly, Paul Ryan, who is a a total fucking piece of shit. Absolutely. Let me be perfectly clear, has weirdly become one of um, Trump's bigger critics. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably because he's extremely butthurt that he'll never be president Right,
1: and nothing he says or does will ever make up for what he's done. But if he's out there doing critic stuff, all right, keep going.
0: So he was on a a conservative radio show and he was like, uh, Trump cannot do this with an executive order. He's like, it's just impossible. So if you want to be a little optimistic about this, this is probably Trump trying to make a big promise to his base because of a lot of right-wing attacks that have been happening in the country right now. We recapped them on yesterday's episode, if you missed that, but there are the pipe bombs, there was the uh, synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh, um, a a shooting at a Kroger's where a racist was targeting black people. So a lot of bad optic stuff Mm. has been happening happening for the Republican Party. The midterms are coming up. This could be a total political ploy.
1: It's clear that he's trying to just Take over a news cycle for a day or two, but the yeah. problem is that uh, any of his sycophants, any people who have the ability to, I don't know, try and introduce some kind of legislature, will now sc- start scrambling to do exactly, that.
0: Exactly, and I, I really take issue with people who are like, "Why are we? Why are we buying this? Why are we devoting coverage to it? It's clearly a quote unquote diversion tactic." The problem with saying stuff like that is. The Trump administration has been so successful in implementing stuff that has actually had horrible consequences for marginalized communities. We have baby internment camps right now. Yeah. That was part of the quote unquote distraction Distraction. of Trump calling all Mexicans rapists. Right. Mm -hmm. But look, it actually resulted in something that is destroying people's lives whenever he even says stuff like this, it has real life consequences for reasons that you just said, like maybe it'll inspire future legislation. Lawmaker, yeah. Make no mistake. Trump's main goal is to create an ethno state. Yes. He's been totally clear about that, whether it's the Muslim ban or, or villainizing the caravans, which again are just refugees yeah. looking for, for, you know, um, for a safe place to, uh, uh, to live for a little while. Um, it has clearly been his goal from day one. He wants to create a white ethno state in the United States. So, it's never benign when he floats something like no, this. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: And the thing that I that baffles me that people aren't understanding, and it's well because they're idiots and they're racist. But <laughs> this the. The stories you hear about people, idiots in their cars, holding up signs to every brown person they see that says, show me your green card. Uh, yep. The the demand to know uh, citizenship status, uh, the wanting to put that question in the census, this birthright citizenship idea. There is a giant chasm... Between being here, un- being an undocumented resident of America and being a citizen right. where you are here legally, but not a citizen. I am one of those people and I'm white I'm pre- and a male. I'm pretty safe. I realize that. I'm not saying I'm in any danger.
0: Americans love Australians. Too. Yeah, thanks. Um,
1: <laughs> but if this birthright citizenship were, were to go into, a- let's say it was a thing that happened. And then also let's say that I'm uh, in any way want to have children. Um, this would affect a child that I have.
0: Right, Right.
1: And... To that, So then the question then comes, if you are living here and you are not a citizen, but you are here perfectly illegally, and then you have a child, where does that child belong? Like, Rip. where is that child a citizen of? Rip. Like, there's so many uh, follow-on questions to this bullshit that obviously yeah. have not been considered, because why would they? Because he's Trump. But this isn't just about... People who may or may not have come here. Well, yeah, illegally, it, it
0: reminds me, because uh, you're right, it's like such a big thing. And Paul Ryan might technically be right where it's like there's, he just can't unilaterally do this. But it sort of reminds me of one of Trump's early campaign promises, which is we're just going to round everybody up
2: and mm. get rid of them. Mm.
0: From the get-go, people who like worked for ICE were like, "There's no way logistically we can do that. We don't have the resources. It would cost billions of dollars. We're not going to do that." Why is everybody freaking out? But look what happened since then. There were real-life consequences, like people of color being terrorized, you know, um, hate crimes skyrocketing. Uh, We've we've seen other other consequences that more or less are similar to Trump's main goal, which is to terrorize and marginalize these communities. Mm. Um, it drives undocumented people underground. They're suddenly afraid to, they're certainly never gonna call the cops if they're in right. trouble. You would never do that. Or um, go to
1: hospital, or...
0: Or, or yeah, like uh, sometimes show up to court when you yep. would show up to court, because you're afraid ICE is gonna be there. And like, we've seen a lot of domestic abuse victims who are afraid to go to the police, afraid to show up at court. Um, so you're endangering their lives. But it, it ultimately results in the same thing, which is he is making, he's terrorizing communities to drive them underground, aka erasing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't matter that you can't actually physically deport them. You've ultimately you've ultimately had the same effect. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he won't be able to unilaterally sign this executive order, um, or, or this executive order wouldn't mean that uh, he can r- remove the right to uh, citizenship for babies born in the US to uh, to parents who aren't citizens, but it could have similar consequence- consequences in the sense that, m- you know, like maybe people are just terrified to come to the United States and ultimately they die because that's yep. a, a large part of the reason people flee Mexico, flee Central America, South America, because there is unimaginable violence there yep. and they know they'll die if they yep. stay there. Now, right-wing racist ethnostate people are like, good.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's really the divide we're talking about right yes. now. People who care when people die and others who don't. Who, yeah. by the way, claim to be pro-life.
1: Also, this I mean, the the most heinous racists among us who, because like you said before, uh, we as a society pretty much unilaterally agreed years ago that babies shouldn't be punished and that if you are born on American soil, you get to be a citizen, congratulations, good for you. The most heinous racists would not; it would not have occurred to them that this was the thing they could ask for, Ram. and now it's the thing they can want.
0: That's just—that's how far, like the Overton window, has shifted to the right. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting because, meanwhile, you know, somebody like um, Cortez says that everybody should have access to affordable housing. Mm-hmm. That's too extreme on the left, right? But the right, there's no extremeness that they're afraid to go to you know like uh, once you start throwing bombs and saying we should have an ethno state like truly where do you go after that right that is as far right as you can go maybe a little further would be advocating genocide but we're knocking at that door right now
1: exactly yeah you can't you can't even look at that as a ridiculous notion anymore
0: right Uh, So speaking of right-wing loonies, um, attorneys for Patrick Stein, a Kansas man convicted earlier this year of a 2016 conspiracy to kill Somali refugees. I love that that's like a classic hit now because so much wild shit has happened since then Mm -hmm. that like, I forgot about Patrick Stein, (laughs) this guy who was conspiring to kill Somali refugees. So his attorneys are asking a federal judge to give him a lenient sentence Guess why? Because they're arguing that Trump's racist and inflammatory rhetoric targeting Muslims played a large role in Stein's desire to terrorize Muslims in the U.S. So what they're trying to argue is that Patrick Stein ordinarily would never have done this on his own, Oh, but it was Trump's rhetoric that drove him to commit these acts. Well,
1: if they're going to give some of his sentence to Trump, I'm all for it. (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say,
0: that's not out of the realm of possibility. That doesn't excuse Patrick Stein and he should not get a a more lenient sentence because of that. But I totally buy that Trump is stoking this xenophobia, this racism, yeah. with his rhetoric. And I think you could easily make the argument that his rhetoric is pushing unstable people. When I say unstable people, I don't mean mentally ill people, mm. um, but people who are angry and prone to violence. I think Trone is, uh, Trump, <laughs> Trone, I called him. Uh, Trump, Trone—I called him—Trump is giving them like the extra nudge to commit acts of violence. Yes. Yeah, I think you could make that argument.
1: Oh, I. Absolutely agree.
0: However, fuck this guy. He should not get a more lenient sentence. Right. Um so also, oh yeah. Did you guys hear about Richard Spencer? Do you remember Richard Spencer? Punch him in yes, the face. Punch yes. him in the face. Oh, I love that everyone that's how they know him now. So uh Richard Spencer's wife. Totally unsurprising, right? Because these things so often go hand in hand. Uh, it is very sad, and I don't want people to think I'm like being glib about it. Um, Richard Spencer's wife says that he physically abused her, including while she was pregnant. Of course
1: he fucking did. Yeah. Of course, of course, he, course did. he
0: did. Of course he did. And we so often see this overlap between like whether it's violent misogynists or like the incels and Mm. white supremacists, like those two communities have so much overlap. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean like to the point where a lot of people were surprised when the proud boys uh, attacked uh, those people in Manhattan, that there were a lot of, not a lot, but there were a few men of color Mm -hmm. with the proud boys Mm -hmm. and people were confused by that. But More and more the Proud Boys, this is such a weird thing to say, they are becoming more racially diverse because they've tapped into a lot of like pissed off dudisms. Yes. Where it's like, don't you hate women? Don't you hate that women will fuck you? Don't you hate that you can't get a good job? And more and more like there are men of color who are buying into that message. Yeah. And also I think they want to be the ones the white boys keep, you know, where it's like. I want to be the the black dude who oh. can hang with the these Proud the Boys. The Stacey
1: Dash of the Proud Boys. Exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's unsurprising, her. right? Uh, Nina uh, Krupanova had been married to Spencer since 2010, though the two separated in 2017. She filed for divorce in June, and in divorce papers alleged that Spencer was physically, emotionally, verbally, and financially abusive to her and in multiple incidents held her down and dragged her around by her hair. He also reportedly liked to tell her things like the only language women understand is violence. Uh plus much of the abuse has occurred in the presence of the party's children. Yeah. Oh god. Are they still married?
1: No, they're, they're di- divorced.
0: Divorcing. Divorcing. Okay. Divorcing. Divorcing. Yeah. Okay. Um so Here's one incident, and I guess just general trigger warning for this segment. In January 2011, about five months after their civil wedding ceremony and three weeks before their church wedding ceremony, Krupanova said that Spencer dragged her down the stairs by her legs, arms, and hair and threw her on a couch, resulting in bruises. I was very sick with the stomach flu, could not keep water or food down, and wanted to stay in bed recovering. Mr. Spencer wanted to watch a movie downstairs and did not take no for an answer, she wrote. He dragged me out of bed by my arms, legs, and hair, dragged me down the stairs, and threw me onto the couch. At that point, he calmed down and turned on the movie. The incident resulted in bruises. That's just when he wants to watch a movie. A movie. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so unsurprising. and like Also, I know... (sighs) It's hard to have sympathy for women who are uh, collaborators with white supremacists. Uh, but, you know, uh, domestic violence is never okay.
1: No. Yeah. One yeah, yeah one doesn't make the other uh, right. excusable.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, so, guys, I'm going to say that's enough bad news for this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right. we should end things with good news. Right, Harley? Oh, my God. Is she going to snort?
1: Let us lick the microphone.
0: Oh, she licked it, though. This next segment is Harley approved. Here is your good news. <laughs> so my good news for this segment is like, Maybe a good news thing. Um, so it's about the midterm elections and how Time magazine is reporting that a new poll from the Institute of Politics at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government found that 40% of voters in the youth age group said they will definitely vote in next week's midterm elections which is a real uptick from 2014, where less than 20% of adults under 30 bothered to vote. Um, So I wanted to talk about this because I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter.
1: Oh, I saw it and did not look. Okay. Yep.
0: So I think, like I responded very angrily to this uh, article in in New York Magazine that profiled uh, some young, young voters, I think most of them are white, Uh, about why they're choosing not to vote. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole myriad of reasons why some of them are choosing not to vote. Some of them are, are, I'm very sympathetic towards, or relatively sympathetic towards, you know, people who are like, I don't like the Democratic Party, um, like, actual grievances. And then, truly, there's one guy who's like, I don't like mailing things. And I'm like, I want to find you. (laughs) But, and of course, the guy who says that is, like, privileged white guy. But, so, I but I think that to a large degree is a little bit of fear mongering and millennial bashing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like
0: you've gone out of your way to find unmotiv- unmotivated voters, but you yeah. could find unmotivated voters in any age yeah. demographic.
1: How many uh, young people did you speak How to are you to find? Though it's just a nervous
2: habit. This is
0: incredible. Chris is spinning a pillow on one you're finger on one finger
2: you've never seen him do that before no yeah, this is ins-
0: insane you're doing it so casually i'm like <laughs> i have to address this this is fucking crazy it's what
1: i do when i am uh it's just a nervous habit it's just a it's either this or flick the remote control and i've broken more remote controls this way if
0: you could do that with a basketball you will wow america i
1: know and i cannot do it with basketball <laughs> to save my life
0: this is insane um, charles take a video of this um i have to put this somewhere.
1: But yeah. Uh, you got four people, four young people who said they're not going to vote yeah. this year. Uh,
0: Something like that. Like a small, very, yeah. very small sample.
1: How many did you speak to? Did you manage to find 10 who are? Yeah. Or even four who are? Or even two who are? Like, you've presented a story on purpose to show that 100% of the people right. you spoke to aren't going to vote. Exactly. That is a, there is a agenda there. There's an agenda.
0: Right. And like, how many 70 plus voters could you find who were like, I just don't like either party. and like, it, it's not the the terrain of young people specifically. No. But yeah, we love to blame millennials for everything. So these are the kids that are going to cost the Democrats uh, the yeah. midterm elections. Right. Um, but I think the the inverse of that is this Time Magazine report, which is actually, no, um, there's huge enthusiasm among young voters, especially in this midterm election, because they've seen what the Trump administration is doing. Mm-hmm. They see what the Republican Party is doing. And then we have like polling on a national level, which the country's actually becoming way more liberal and progressive. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that magically we're not going to live under a fascist regime anymore. Um, the thing about fascism is it's incredibly hard to undo the damage it does once they are established, which is why it's important to punch Nazis when you can. Right. Um, and also it doesn't mean that we're not going to be an incredibly divided country, which we are right now. Um, but, but it is good news in the sense that these are, um, very young voters, they're going to be around a long time. That older generation is going to die. Um, Hopefully. It Not soon enough. It won't magically fix everything, but it's very encouraging that the response by an overwhelming number of young people was to go register to vote.
1: Yeah, that—that that is good news. I mean, I have and will always have a bee in my bonnet uh, over this because voting should be compulsory. Um, there are three things you have to do in a democratic Country, you have to do jury duty maybe once in your life. Mm. You have to pay taxes and you have to vote. Like in Australia, it's compulsory. Mm. And I understand the optics of there being some infringement on people's personal freedom. Just fucking go vote. Mm -hmm. In Australia, elections are held on a Saturday. You get to have lunch afterwards. They often, schools turn into whole big fates, like market day things, and you go vote like you're fucking supposed to.
0: Yeah, I think the resistance to that in the United States is that we have a duopoly. We have two parties who are both um, controlled by corporate interests. Yeah, I get that, but even if it was you know compulsory and you had to go vote you could write in your own name for president (laughs) yes like you wouldn't have to vote for a a corporate party is what i'm saying
1: no uh, and and donkey votes are definitely a thing in australia donkey votes when you just go one two three four five down the ticket like or 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 draw a dick or whatever right um but that eliminates voter suppression it it eliminates gerrymandering it eliminates all these problems because everyone goes to vote
0: right Uh, so while we're in the good news section, I wanted to see if there were any other recci-recs you guys had that you didn't get to, or anything you're looking forward to, anything you saw recently that you were like, that's cool, I want to talk about that, or anything Mm. like that.
1: Um, uh, I saw on the train the other day a woman sitting diagonally opposite me, no, was, I was sitting in a front facing seat. She was in a sideways seat. We were like that very close. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. When your knees touch. When your
1: knees touch. Yeah. She was watching an episode of Kath and Kim <gasps> on her phone and it made me so happy. Oh
0: my God. I think somebody freaked out on Twitter because you recommended Kath and Kim and they were like, oh my God. Kath yeah. And Kim. I remember
1: that. Either they yeah. just started watching it and were enamored or were just happy that I was yeah, talking about it. Yeah.
0: I love that you stand them so hard.
1: I really do. Even though it's not even. It's not even the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's just I love them so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and specifically, she was watching the episode that has Kylie Minogue in it. Mm-hmm. So I was very, I, like this close to Pat tapping her on the shoulder and going, like, I love what you're watching. I'm so happy you're watching it. But then I would be a man harassing a woman trying to watch TV. Sure. So I did
0: not. God, good for you. I wish men just had that extra little step where they're like, or should I not I'm do not going
1: to make her pull out her earphones so I can say, what are you watching? Like, yeah. you know. Does she
0: really need to know I'm a huge Kath and Kim fan? And if she's listening
1: listening to this podcast, now she knows. Right. Um,
0: She no doubt is.
1: She definitely is. (laughs) Um, Other than that, I guess I'm just looking for like uh, Halloween is nearly done. Mm-hmm. And I can just, oh, no, do you hate it. Halloween? No, I love it. I love oh, it. love okay. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But, uh, Christmas is my time. Sure. It's my birthday five days before. Mm-hmm. And in America, I also have to get through Thanksgiving before I can make all it all about me. Sure. So Halloween, I love it, mm-hmm. but one down Thanksgiving to go. And then it becomes my time. And i'm very excited mm-hmm. um
0: eric me and faith have started this tradition where for thanksgiving we do friends giving yeah which is we just get a bunch of vegan food we hang out all day and we drink and we watch uh like dumb shit online and it's so fun hmm.
2: super fun yeah
0: that sounds great charles i assume you're working but you're invited if you're around
2: uh thanksgiving yes i do work yeah mm-hmm.
0: i always just assume you're working oh and I'll you'll tell holiday. me even if, if you're not you're made not. to
2: work you volunteer to work on thanksgiving because you don't like thanksgiving right I don't like Thanksgiving, no, right. but, um, uh, it, it, I just, I work it every year. It's me and Kim Lee.
0: Is right. it just like really quiet?
2: Uh, it's, uh, it's on a Thursday this year. <laughs> <laughs> that joke doesn't work on
1: me because I generally don't know. And, but yes, I do know. It's,
0: I have no idea. It's
1: on a Thursday every year. Oh, is it?
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Oh. <laughs> the last Thursday of November.
0: What? Yeah. Wait.
2: I okay. S- Thanksgiving's always on a Thursday.
0: I didn't know it was always on a Thursday.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, all right. Well, it worked, not on on day. Day. <laughs> it worked on me. It worked on me. But uh, what were we, what was I saying? Uh, you work. it, is it quiet or is it oh, busy? Oh, it's a Thursday, and Thursdays are karaoke nights. So it's so, some some years it can be like decent, and some years it's been like busy. Mm.
0: Mm, okay, interesting.
1: Um, the other thing I would recommend to watch: uh, check my privilege because it's on Amazon Prime. <gasps> um, but British panel shows—they're good to pass oh. the time.
0: So good. The new
1: series of QI that is not hosted by Stephen Fry uh, are now available. And I recommend those because Stephen Fry is kind of an arrogant dick.
0: Yeah, that's disappointing. The
1: new series hosted by Sandy Toxvig, The whole show is just nicer. Yeah. Uh, There's also, you know, QI's main, the guy who's on every episode, um, Alan Davies. He has has another show. It's called, um, I believe it's called As Yet Untitled. And he gets other guests, other British comedians, and they're always wonderful. Um, Joe Brand, Jessica Hines, like the best people. Yeah. And they just shoot the shit for an hour. And then at the end of the episode, based on what they've discussed, they then give the show a title, that Mm -hmm. episode a title. Um, And it's just...
0: I wonder why that like style never took off in the United States. Like we had... Tough crowd. Do you remember Tough Crowd? No. It was on Comedy Central. It was a bunch of like, um, like dude comedians who basically sat around a table and they. It was kind of like a panel. Yeah. Where they would just like, um, Colin was the host and he would. Uh, he had like topics, like yeah. broad topics, and then they would riff on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's really the only show with that format I right. can think of. There was of. one in
1: Australia, literally called The Panel.
0: Oh, you know what? We kind of have that's kind of like that. Um, like. Uh, vh1 um the like comedians like the talking heads oh
2: like the the I love the 80s I, yeah. love, the 90s. I love the 80s yeah.
0: and it would just be like a yep. bunch but they're not like talking and riffing with each other it would just be like a comedian sort of like riffing about Ferris Bueller or yeah something. no
1: I I agree I want more of those panel shows because yeah Australia doesn't have them either in Australia our funniest cleverest pr- comedians and TV presenters are forced to host varieties of dating shows there are oh, currently sure. two right now um, in Australia. Joel Creasy and Julia Morris. And they're yes. both, are each hosting a dating show. They're both blisteringly funny and should be on shows that they get to showcase their talents. Yeah. Not making Bogans go on dates. Like, it's yeah. such, it's a waste of talent.
0: Now I'm trying to think of other, we kind of have like, um, like Talking Dead or Watch What Happens Live. like um, More like a group of weird people putting them together and seeing what happens. Mm.
2: There's a, uh, Chelsea Handler's original show on E, there was a part there was like You're a right. portion of the show that was panelly. Yeah. I mean you
1: also have your myriad of late night talk shows where oh, too many. There yeah. are too many, but but on them you know actors and comedians and people who are but they, good at it's talking. very
0: segmented yes. it's, it's like discouraged if there's too much crosstalk. right you can almost feel like if they ever do have multiple guests on like the couch together there's like a little bit of a freak out oh,
1: the only one that does it is James Corden I don't want to watch James Corden oh yeah it's um,
0: so weird how he has found success in the I United States I agree every time I see him I'm like why stop it mm-hmm. yeah
1: um, but like Graham the, Graham Norton style where they all sit on the panel on the couch together and all
0: chat I with each other I love that shit oh That's So much. He had a talk show uh,
2: for a while that bombed. It was on Comedy Central, wasn't it?
0: Graham Norton had one? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I've only ever watched his British show.
2: Yeah, it didn't didn't do well. It lasted maybe a season.
0: Oh, God, that show's so good.
1: Like, yeah, that's how you end up with things like Catherine Tate doing an impression of an old woman, a her old Nan character, um, and making Tom Cruise, like, laugh hysterically yeah. swearing as an old woman like that's you know you get Rebel Wilson doing nunchucks yeah. in front like it
0: is truly bizarre it's like a freak show like watching oh. th- these like very different people have to interact yes. and Graham Norton what's great about him I you know I'm not saying he's not Frequently problematic and all that stuff. But what's great about him is he is so, he's like the world's greatest uh, party host. Yes. Which is like, no matter, like, you think it should be incredibly awkward, but he has just such a uh, slick way of like moving stuff forward and yeah. like greasing the wheels. I mean,
1: yeah. When when you've got Miriam Margulies on the show turning to Will I Am and saying, I'm just fascinated with you because I don't know many black people, it's still a yeah. bit awkward, it's but a it's a still a joke. <laughs> still, you want to watch it though. Holy shit. Um, Miriam Margulies. Uh, you may know her as Professor Sprout from the Harry Potter films. Oh. But she's also a longtime British comedian, noted lesbian and sayer of whatever the fuck she wants for the last yeah, 15 years. but sometimes uh.
0: you shouldn't say No, 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 <laughs>
1: no. But like she is famously. Was
0: she trying to be funny or was she just like that was her truth? I,
1: th- I think that was her truth.
0: Wow. That's a trip. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Oh, yeah. Look up Miriam Margulies being interviewed by Graham Norton on YouTube. Uh, there's the story of the time she helped a man masturbating in a park <gasps> to finish off.
2: Yes.
0: Excuse I remember. Excuse you. I, I,
2: you told me about the, this woman and then I went and watched a bunch of them. Yeah. Where she, like, helps a stranger she jerk off. She is as mad as a tree full of parrots. And yes, You would have to be. But I love her.
0: Wow.
2: I think, yeah. She was, like, very upset that he was masturbating in the park. But she's like, no, no, no. We're going to finish you. We're going to get you there. Who does that? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What? How did Graham Norton and respond? Also like, how
1: dare just, you? Just, just with shock and awe, as Gra- like, just sure, yeah. Finished, like, you, the floor is yours. Oh my God, talk as long as you want. My <laughs> God,
0: you know who absolutely killed his performance on Graham Norton? Uh, Chris Pratt. Really? Yeah. What did he do? He um, he made fun of some kind of British trashy reality show, but he did the accent. Oh. And he did the accent so dead on, the audience lost their He did the minds. only
1: way is Essex accent. Yes. Yes.
0: It was so good.
1: Um, there was the time uh, Jennifer Aniston was on, and before she came on stage, uh, Graham Norton coached the audience that at some point in the interview, he was going to say, no one told your life was going to be this way, <laughs> and they were all going to do clap, 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 clap yep. and then they did it, and she <laughs> just just about Shadow Self. Oh it was
0: magic. She also seems like she'd be a great sport. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, she made them do it again. Like, oh, yeah. I
0: love, I love. Yeah. Guys, if you just go watch Graham Norton clips, that's my, if you want to be happy. Anytime he has like the cast of X-Men on. Yeah. Mm. Um, specifically. Uh, oh, Fassbender is such a domestic violence piece of shit though. Oh, yeah. But like, um, What's his name? Uh, Hugh Jackman and James McAvoy. And like sometimes they have them on with like their older counterparts. Mm -hmm. So Ian McCallan and uh, Patrick. um...
1: Stewart. Stewart. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Watching the celebs interact with each other is some of my favorite part. And the best thing about Graham Clips on YouTube is that both BBC America and the Graham Norton channel put up different clips. So you can almost watch an entire show just with their officially sponsored clips. Yeah, 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 for
0: sure. Uh, anything else we're looking forward to or recommend people watch? I still haven't seen A Star is Born. I'm a I bad know, person. No, I want to see
2: it. But every time, one, I'm worried that uh, it's going to be too sad. Yeah. Oh, you told me this. That's why Charles I'm not go-
0: just straight up was like, I'm afraid I'll cry too much.
1: That's why I'm not going to see it anymore. I wanted to see it and now I do not.
2: And uh, But anytime that I've tried to go see it because like, uh, like on Friday I had a dentist appointment and then I had like three hours to kill before I had to be to work. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go see A Star is Born. It's sold never out. playing
0: at the... Ro- oh, it's sold oh. out. My thing is, I can never find a time that works. Because
2: I don't want to sit in the front row. I'm oh, not shit. sold out, sold out, but like, I'm not getting shitty seats no, sold out. No,
0: never sit in the front row. It's not that serious. It's not worth
2: it. Um, but yeah, I want to see A Star is Born, but I, I'm i scared to. Um, is Hugh Jackman in trouble? What happened? Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner attend Hugh Jackman's star-studded 50th birthday. So people are mad.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't be nice to fascists. No, don't so be nice to fascists. Yeah, don't let them into your parties.
2: Um, we, what else? I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Halloween. I'm I working. Like Halloween. Me I'm too. working.
0: Um, I haven't decided what I'm doing. I've been such a hermit.
2: Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, We have Paula Abdul next month.
1: Oh my God, I entirely forgotten. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, Paula Abdul, a singer
2: in Staten, Staten Island. Island. Oh my
0: God, you're gonna have stories.
2: Um, in the fourteen years I've been here, <laughs> I've never once been to Staten Island, I and I'm going really for Paula Abdul.
0: Don't know if I have been. I uh, might have been once. Oh,
1: I've been to the ferry terminal a bunch of times. Yep. both oh on holidays, God. just on the Staten Island ferry, and also. Why?
0: When... Why do you go to Staten Island?
1: Ah, uh, just because the ferry to
2: cross to look at the Statue of Liberty.
0: Uh, because it's free oh sure because fuck going. oh yeah then i yeah okay then i have been yeah uh,
2: not, i've never been on that ferry wow i never i like when i'm down in like the southern part of manhattan i won't even look that way
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> even that's look hardcore at the ferry. that's it's, hardcore
2: yeah it's disgusting
0: um well that will be an experience she uh did you see when she fell off the stage
1: yeah, when? it made me really upset. No, it was sad. But she's fine. She probably didn't even hurt herself.
0: It was very sad.
1: When did that happen?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> a recently. Week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, no. But then she tweeted the next day. She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm she fine. She was okay. Thanks, everyone, for caring That's so why much. I'm
0: not a bad person for laughing. Oh,
2: it was originally supposed to be early October, and they moved it to November out of nowhere.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't yeah.
2: Know. So, November 28th. It's a Wednesday. Um, and other than
1: that, I I don't know. Well, this it's kind of, apart from the waiting for Halloween and Thanksgiving to be over, so I can get to my birthday, Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like a dead space. There's no big movies that I'm excited about. There's no, <sighs> yeah. I'm just a little bit just like, just riding out the year.
0: You know what we can fill that dead space with? Voting. Seeing Wicked. and Seeing voting. Wicked. Oh, yeah. And voting, which is so important.
1: Um, There's actually a Victorian election uh in two weeks, so we're all going to vote in the next uh, week or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Penny just leapt up on the chair and delicately sniffed Harley's face in a way that seemed friendly, <laughs> but I'm waiting for her to unload.
1: If I'm if I'm going to be the actual fighting arena you for- 100% will be. All right. I have issues.
0: You're the octagon. No. <laughs> I don't want to be the I octagon. I mean, it's going to be a one-sided fight. Harley's not a fighter.
2: No. She would be like, okay, yeah, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> You're mad? Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Poor Harley. Uh, I'm glad she's butt buddies with Desi now. All right. All right. Oh, she's yeah. such a lovey. Guys, follow uh, Harley on Twitter at <laughs> Harley Rockhill. Follow only Harley. Don't follow any of us. No. Just kidding. Follow Chris and Charles at Chrysopotamia at Charles Rockhill. Go listen to their show, Dirty Little Horror. It's a good one. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, guys, that is the number one way people find us word of mouth. And I see you whenever you tweet your friends and say, hey, you should listen to this show. So thank you so much. Uh, And yeah, please have a wonderful rest of your week. All I'll say is, depending on what I do on Halloween, (laughs) I might come back next week with new episodes. So just FYI. That's fair. I don't have concrete plans, but sometimes uh, wild shit happens, and it's out of my control. It's not. I do everything to myself. Uh, (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.